Let me ask you a, a couple of questions first. The, the first one is you've mentioned uh, the importance of information in relation to quality. Is there, is there a danger that we don't actually have the quality information there to try and bring about these changes? Uh, the introduction of proms is only just about to come in. Uh, a lot of people would say that the level of information that they have about uh, but what both patient experience and outcome information and patient reported outcome stuff is still at a pretty a pretty low level. Uh, it, it, the answer to that is yes. This is not something you're going to go and buy off the shelf. But I think most will tell you that the best service lines that you will come across in the country will have and do have an exercise actually measuring things and uh, using these measures to improve the care they provide. And, uh, and you know, you look at a number of other healthcare systems like across the US, Medicare and, 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 and others have introduced all sorts of parameters to use them. They may not be the right ones, they may not be the ideal ones, but you know, there are, there's plenty out there. Uh, you know, surgery, which is my own discipline, is a fairly easy one to measure. I think the challenge comes, how do you measure uh, patients with long-term conditions who are receiving their care across a long pathway which might actually transcend both primary and secondary <coughs> care. But, you know, with the help of Sally and others, I think we can also engage the university sector. In the, uh, what, what we've done is we've created the incentive and the appetite mm. to really build on this. And let's not be shy and say, when it's been five years' time, we might have the solutions that lead globally. Okay, thank you. And then the, I suppose the second area, or, or, or a new incentive, as it were, is this idea of actually paying for quality. Uh, and that makes a lot of sense to a lot of people. On the other hand, uh, sometimes delivering a quality service is actually cheaper than delivering a, 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 a poor one. Uh, and so you might say, well, if somebody is able to reform their service and uh, do the cataract operation rather quicker than they might otherwise do, they actually should, they should be paid a, a smaller fee because they're able to do it efficiently. How do, how do you square that circle, as it were, understanding that the idea of positive reinforcement is obviously a good thing? I, I, I agree with that. That's why you need to have a tariff system that is uh, always proactively changing to meet the aspirations of the future. And I think normative tariff would be another way of, uh, of sorting that side effect that might arise. But you know, let's get the efficiency, let's get the quality in, in, on, on stream and, uh, and, uh, and kickstart you know, what I believe is a significant improvement in efficiencies based on quality, mm -hmm. uh, which, uh, I mean, take stroke, for example, and I'll say this because it was out in the public domain when we did London. Uh, we, I think we spend as much as Sweden when it comes mm -hmm. to stroke services in London, 31 organizations, and none of which are really meeting the aspirations of what mm -hmm. a good, comprehensive stroke service is all about. Mm -hmm. and. Uh, and, and one way of achieving that is actually paying for that quality initially. And then subsequent to that, you can always use the tariff to, uh, you need an intelligent unit to look at the tariff much more proactively in the future.